0: Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter, and we ask the question, but why though? Before we get started with the show, just wanted to make sure that for those of you listening on SoundCloud, you all know that this is going to be our last episode on the platform, but you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, YouTube, and if we're missing anything, let us know. Feel free to email us at info at but why we're also on social media at but why though pc on instagram twitter and then facebook.com slash but pc we love interacting send us some more fan but why those and you know just ask some general questions last thing on the table is make sure to check out our patreon by donating a dollar a month you can get access to all of our research notes early access to our episodes extras and we're working on some special merch for our patreon patrons Now, before we dive into the episode, this is part one of a two-part series. We just got sucked into the conversation and we couldn't keep track of time. So, here we go with NFL Matters, History, Economics, and Dynasties. Enjoy the show. (music) This week, we're talking about the National Football League, the NFL. It's a giant sport, and it kicks off next Thursday. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello.
0: And we do want to take a time to give a thunderous applause to our uh, Patreon supporter, Ryan Kapioski. Um, Yay!
2: (laughs) I like the support.
0: Yes, I like the support. And we got to play Final Fantasy with him, so that was also awesome. So, thanks, Ryan.
1: You guys, you guys should come play World nah. of Warcraft. Since we just had a World of Warcraft <laughs> episode, so, you know, Ryan, no. come holla at me. Ryan. in Azeroth. I'll, we'll ride together. We'll ride around together.
0: But anyway, Ryan, you'd a real MVP. And thanks. We really appreciate it. Um, you're helping us make the podcast better. So... As always, we are going to start with a question. What is your involvement with the NFL? Who is your favorite team? And do you play fantasy? I am not going to start this. <laughs> Fight over it.
2: <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start here. Uh, my involvement with the NFL, obviously I watch the NFL. I've watched and followed, I guess, the NFL for most of my life. So is my family. I do have a favorite team. I'm ashamed to say my favorite team, but it's still the <laughs> Miami Dolphins
1: just own it man don't let no one tell you different
2: I do we we suck and we now have Jay Cutler
1: hey 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 you have the million dollar quarterback multi-million dollar quarterback Jay Cutler
2: he didn't have to be in that great of shape because he plays quarterback <laughs> as far as fantasy I do play fantasy have been playing pretty much for as long as I can remember uh, fantasy is huge now so I figure it's a fair question to ask so yeah
1: I'll go. That way Kate can go last and we can all laugh at her. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, I've watched football for forever. I mean, I've played football since I was super little. So I've watched football for the longest time. Um, When I was a kid, my teams like that I've liked have kind of always been the same. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan at heart because my dad was a Vikings fan and we kind of, I grew up with watching football with him. uh, So has never gone away. And, for vikings fans who are listening like you you know that it, it's it's a rough time like it's it's rough but you know we we stick with it is
0: that why you're telling matt to own it
1: yeah yeah just own it matt i'm I'm there with you buddy heartbreaking lot <laughs> i'm
2: gonna send that picture again wide left
1: all right i was being nice but you know whatever
2: that's how much bad it is you lose your quarterback
1: like a week like a few weeks before
2: didn't
0: you lose your coach one year
2: we lose a lot of things <laughs>
1: I'm also a fan of the Chargers and, and the Broncos. whenever they're playing, I'm all for it. I'm an avid Cowboy hater. Uh, I think their fan base is just the worst. And obviously, I hate Green Bay as a Vikings fan. Um, I do, do do. I started playing fantasy a couple of years ago. Um, when this goes live, I'll probably be, be like drafting for the season here in, in, in like a week or so. So I like fantasy. It's fun you know i don't put any money on it because I, I have an addictive personality and i think i would get addicted to gambling and fantasy if i did well um the leagues i have played in i've won but i just don't want to put any money on it so i like fantasy So
0: no draft kings for you yeah
1: no draft kings for me yeah no thank you
2: draft kings is rigged and ran by algorithms
1: I don't doubt it. I mean, So
0: then you're going to be on DraftKings. <laughs>
2: no, it's literally basically PC-based. You just basically run it through a algorithm statistics, and they spit out a lineup, and that's what you put, and that's why they put big money, and that's why people don't like it that it's uh, actually play for. So
0: it's like real gambling.
2: Like well, with the machines. No, because machines, no. you you're Am know. I like this... totally wrong? Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll end it there. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen a lot this episode. This is the Kate Asks Questions episode. Um, so, I loved football because of my dad, and my dad was a, is a huge Redskins fan, because um, his, his dad's from Virginia, um, and my family has always been Dallas Cowboys fans. I mean, like, Dallas everything. Like, my uncle is one of those people who will buy, like, I don't know, a hair tie, even though he doesn't have long hair because it has Dallas Cowboys on it, um, so my family has that really big dedication, and my mom pretty much instilled us, instilled in us that that was what we were going to be, whereas my dad was like, do whatever you want. I'm going to go root for my Redskins, which his team hasn't had good times either. Um, but now, uh, since I, I've played fantasy as well, um, I played before I met Matt, and then I've been playing in the same league as Matt the past three years. Within this league was when I got... I tried to get serious about it, and I realized that I don't like the Cowboys anymore, but I really like the Texans. So I consider myself a Texans fan now, but I really have no team loyalty, and does their butt look good in their pants? I'll root for them.
1: That's um, (laughs) body objectification. I don't like it.
0: Yep. (laughs) You concur,
2: Matt? I concur. Okay.
1: (laughs) If my mom's listening, I'm sorry that I hate. The team you root for, because my mom's a big my mom's a big football fan too, um, but she just likes the Cowboys. So I just give her a hard time every time. And It's messed up because like whenever the Vikings are playing, she never like roots against the Vikings. But whenever the Cowboys are playing, I just give her so much crap for it. So I love you, mom. It's I just really hate my generation Cowboy fans because they've never seen the Cowboys. They've never seen the Cowboys be good ever. So like you're just piggybacking off of like other generations of back
2: in my day yeah like some back in my day <laughs> stuff when
1: it's not even your day like they've been terrible for the last like 22 years it's <laughs> you you know nothing about good cowboy games
0: i will say this though um i think in my house it was always ncaa football our college football over nfl football so much as like what we watch yeah. mostly
1: that's like a whole different debate
0: oh yeah no no it completely is but yeah, no, it was either history channel shows or a football thing, and that football thing was usually college football and sometimes NFL. So
2: Well, at least yeah. me and my mother agree on the same favorite team. Even we both agree that we both that our team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we both root for the same team. Yeah. To watch failure. Yeah,
1: see the difference between my mom is that I know that I'm gonna get heartbroken at some point. Like I I know that going in. She, like most cowboy fans, think that this is gonna be the year, this is gonna be the year. This is going to be the year, and it always ends the same. And they just don't get it yet. And that's that's just the main difference.
0: Since Adrian's talked about the teams he hates, what teams do you hate, Matt?
2: Um, I hate the Cowboys a lot. I think it's also the same combination that Adrian has, where basically growing up in Texas, you see all these delusional Cowboy fans tell you everything. We're going to be the greatest and the best, and then they do horrible and then they're still saying they we the best, tell- we America team. You're like, how are they
1: America's team? I don't understand that. Like, there's been, I mean, in in like the 90s and like late 80s, they're definitely America's team because they were actually good. But the Patriots have they just They weren't really good in the 80s though. The Patriot, well, late late like later 80s, like when they started, okay, yeah, when they started making their big trades and stuff. Um, and another reason why I hate them is because the whole reason that they're good is because they still we traded stupidly and gave them, you know great players and I, we,
2: I could have come into that, but I did not want to go into that. I was robberies. I wasn't alive,
1: so it's okay. I, I know nothing about that time. I only know about Basically when they I'm
2: donated alive. Herschel Walker from the in the Cowboys picked up like three first round picks which led to like Dynasty. Smith. Yeah. yeah, basically uh, Emmett Smith, like Troy Aik, me yeah. and Michael Urban and all of them basically came off See,
0: of this trade. Those people I know, yeah. but I only know because I remember being really little and my uncle buying me their jerseys. Yeah. They
1: did a lot of cocaine. Yeah, so all so all I have to say is you're welcome, Cowboy Nation, because if it wasn't for that, you guys would be bad for like forty years instead of just twenty. So you know. But I, but I digress. Sorry, I just get really triggered when the cowboys come up, because I just hate their fan base so much. Yeah. (laughs) So much.
2: I also hated the 49ers growing up, but they were also really good growing up, but then I kind of felt sorry for them, basically, when they, like, hit rock bottom. And then I've also really liked Jim Harbaugh.
1: I really like Jim Harbaugh, too. Yeah. I
2: think because he just has that dickish attitude that really makes a lot of people mad. He's a solid coach. Like,
0: arrogant, or... Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, an arrogant dick, or...
2: Yeah, basically he went to Stanford, who was a terrible college program, and said we're gonna go beat USC, and we're just gonna throw it. He beat as a 54-point underdog beat Pete Carroll's USC team, and then when the team got good because he built that team around Andrew Luck, he then basically just ran the score up on him every single year he could. And Pete oh, Carroll had oh, come on the okay. field like, "What's up, dude?" And he's like, "Oh, this is fun."
0: I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I, this is in another tangent, but like I don't get why people get angry when somebody runs a score up. I'm like, if you're
1: yeah, in college football, it's like you can't get mad for them running score up in college football. NFL, like maybe like it's just kind of like I, unnecessary. I just don't
0: see it. Like if they're that better than you and you can't stop them, I'm gonna keep pushing points past you. Like I don't care.
2: You get paid ten million dollars. You can't stop somebody and they put seventy on you and you go home embarrassed. Good for you.
0: That, yeah. That's kind of my you're attitude. Well, I'm thinking
1: about that's from that's the other side. Like, if you're up 45 points and you still have your starters in, who yeah, are, like yeah. the no, I'm talking team. About like, if like let you're taking a knee or yeah, playing. like if you're like second string and third string oh, run up the score, that's different. Yeah. But if you keep your first string in, like how in college football they do, but that's yeah. just different. You know, they kind of have to run up the score to kind of be in that top four spot. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, no, I just meant like the whole taking a knee stuff. That's what I was thinking of.
1: I like taking a knee. That's fun. Makes the game go by faster. Get to the next yeah. game. Because I don't know if we're covering this, but the games have been getting really, really long because commercials are terrible for NFL.
2: Once again, I would Every love to cover minutes. this, but I had to limit a, I had to limit a lot of things.
1: But, hey, that's why you have NFL ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And then when your team's terrible, that's why you get NFL Red Zone. I lo- <laughs> so
1: see teams actually score. I love NFL Red Zone, to be honest. If the Vikings aren't playing, I'm watching NFL Red Zone. So, I got you.
0: My dad, who is the cheapest person around, will pay extra money to get Longhorn Network. He chose his cable provider based on Longhorn Network, and then he based it on, what's the best ESPN deal I can get? What can I do? And that, that was it. He won't spend money on anything else except for his football shows.
2: Your, your football dad's games, the person keeping ESPN shows. alive by the thread that it's on.
1: You don't like the the cornhole tournaments <laughs> on ESPN? Yeah.
2: I used to watch bowling on Sundays when I was hungover all the time. When I was in my younger days, it was great Sunday after Sunday at like eleven and o'clock. And this is complete
1: like plug for our esports episode. <laughs> okay. But like people who get upset that like esports is on ESPN now, but are okay with cornhole being like a championship sport that ESPN plays, like the sports network for our like world, are just completely ridiculous. Like if you put cornhole, you can put. Diablo, like, Dota and all that stuff, and it can be completely fine. Because I can be drunk and play Cornhole. I cannot be drunk and play Dota well, so... This is also
2: true. Fact.
1: (laughs) Shameless plug for our eSports episode. Go listen to it and check out Terrence and why those guys are actual, you know, deserve to be on ESPN over Cornhole people in my opinion.
2: Even though I prefer Washers over Cornhole, even though it's literally the same exact game.
1: God. For the most part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't um, know. What? <laughs> Kate has no idea. She's like, no, oh, no, no. All right, let's I just know. I know what cornhole is.
0: I don't know what washers is. This
1: basically the exact same, same thing,
2: game. except you pretty much use washers instead of like yeah. a, a beanbag. And you can also be really drunk and play it.
1: What type? Of it's thing? the only time I ever play. play cornhole. So.
2: Some people like to have barbecues and get drunk and play washers. Oh,
1: well, I in don't. A washer like people, tournament. So like that's if y'all if y'all come <laughs> to the wedding, there's there will be cornhole there. So just if? be... If? It's a far if drive. Adrian? It's a far drive. I, you know. we are not going to miss it. All right.
2: What day is it? I might, I don't it's know. It's October. Oh, okay. My bad. I, pro- I, I think I applied to go, but I don't... <laughs> you applied to go. He sent in his resume.
0: Isn't
2: that how it works? I
1: mean... Technically, yeah, there is, like, a survey thing out. All right, let's fucking get going. Jesus Christ.
0: So, I am obviously going to be taking a backseat on this episode, and our fearless leader, or I guess our quarterback today, is going to be Matt.
2: I get to be called fearless leader. That's what I'm talking about. Not Eggs. quarterback. Nope. <laughs> fearless leader sounds a lot better. Because
1: quarterbacks aren't fearless, <laughs> let's be honest here. Yeah.
2: This is also true.
1: <laughs> Looking at you, Cam.
2: <laughs> it's messed up, man. <laughs> Just because that Play Safety commercial, that killed little kid just trash talks him. Not mean anything. Alright, let's get in here. So I'm going to start this off with a brief history for those of you, I guess, that are not familiar with the NFL. Or I feel like everybody should be somewhat aware of the NFL. If not, you've probably been living under a rock, especially within the last, like, maybe 10 or so years. But a lot happened to get to this point where they're the largest and most popular sport. So do a brief history because there's a lot of information. Not necessarily in the history, but what we want to talk about. There are probably a bunch of other things that need to be said. Feel free to hit us up about it, because this is the best we can do for time limit. <laughs> so anyways, the NFL was founded in 1920 as the American Professional Football Association, APFA. It didn't become officially the quote-unquote NFL until 1922. Um, basically, all, when they did this, a lot of their teams basically collapsed and became, def- I mean... Basically, they didn't have any money. And so, as of right now, there's really only two founding members still around. With uh, the Chicago Bears and Arizona Cardinals. Which you probably would never even know because they went through, basically, they changed locations and names throughout their history to even get to that point. But they are technically the same franchise. The oldest franchise with no name or location changes is the Green Bay Packers from 1921. Uh, The first official championship game was in 1933. And so that's when they kind of had the actual NFL championship game, where they played a schedule and a whatnot. Um, as the years went on, by 1934, all the small teams had migrated to the big cities, except um, small town teams. Excuse me, except Green Bay. So when this first uh, league and game popped up, a lot of these games took place in small little places like Ken, uh, Ohio, Akron, Akron, Ohio, Dakar, Newark, New Jersey. I think Hartford, Connecticut, all had teams. And then, as the years and by 1934, all these teams had migrated to larger cities around, like Chicago, obviously, and then uh, Cincinnati, and then New York. Green Bay has really been the only exception for this rule so far. But they've actually played a lot of their games in Milwaukee all the way through up to I think the 90s. I think even today they still might play at least a game or so in Milwaukee. But usually up to the 90s, they're playing almost half their home schedule, or at least two or three games in Milwaukee each year, to for that bigger market. Um. The early years was kind of funny, working this up. They actually just, I don't know if they were lazy per se, but they just literally named their teams after their MLB counterparts. <laughs> like, the Pittsburgh Steelers were actually the Pirates for the first year of their existence. There was a Cincinnati Reds before they came to Bengals. There was a Detroit Tigers, a New York Yankees, and so forth. And then eventually they kind of changed their names and realized we kind of need to
1: differentiate our teams. Except for the Giants, right? Like, the New York, it's like whenever you hear, like, on ESPN, like, oh, the New York football Giants, or, like, the New York baseball Giants. <laughs> what? Yeah, because like actually the was the Fr- New York Giants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Giants is like they also the. Also had the Brooklyn the, Dodgers for a while. Yeah, it's like the Giants, like in today's game, where the only overlap between like MLB and NFL, right? Like, there's no teams that crossover except for the Giants.
2: Well, there is no New York Giants anymore, though. For the baseball.
1: No, so I'm saying like, but they were the San Francisco Giants. Like, there's no like crossover between like teammates. Oh no no,
2: no no uh, no. Uh, yeah, no, not that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Cardinals have actually technically a team, but they obviously play different cities.
1: Sorry to interrupt. I just, I just, I just love whenever they say the New York Football Giants. Like they have to like differentiate it. Like we don't <laughs> well, know. I that, think that was originally like, San Francisco of and like New York aren't in like completely different areas of the country. Like, we, <laughs> we don't know that.
2: <laughs> I think it's literally because of this. I could be wrong, but I think it is because this because there was a Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees at one time. Yes, you don't have to raise your hand.
0: Well, I know. I just. I... <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> for like,
1: for I'm those, like, those of you who can't, can't see like... us recording, and it's funny because this is the, um, our first recording of the month with, with me being back in El Paso, like watching Kate just like raise her hand like over a virtual recording is just the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't want to like overlap because it saves on editing.
1: Sure. <laughs> yes, student,
2: you may ask a question. I swear if you have to say up to go to the restroom, I'm going to tell you no. <laughs>
0: I was gonna ask. So you said that pretty much all the teams had collapsed prior to this, and they didn't have a lot of money. Did they keep? Did they have like the same names? Because it may possibly like like save on marketing. Because you just need one name to no. market versus two. No.
2: Okay. No, because a lot of these teams were like the basically they're like the Dakar Bear. Yeah, Decadar. I can't even Decatur? say. It. Yeah, and a- Akron. There, there was no really name change. I mean, besides okay. mascots, it was no. It was just literally. If anything, it might have saved on marketing back in that day, because I could just literally put New York Yankees... Well, yeah,
0: no, that's what I was asking. If back then, because they were so short on cash, would they have, like, maybe doubled up to... Uh, I... Was that too far deep into that hole that you Yeah, I didn't
2: go that far. Okay. It was just interesting that there was actually, they just seemed like all the teams had original baseball names.
0: Well, that's my theory.
2: Go for it. Somebody,
0: like, Google it and let me know if I'm right.
2: (laughs) So... But so basically then football as it kind of grew from the 30s and 40s and whatnot it actually really didn't become popular until after world war ii and that's because basically obviously most of the majority of their players kind of went to war kind of like in baseball but baseball was already established at the time whereas football was still kind of growing and then you lose all your talent and so they really grow and then in 1958 they had the first televised game also known as the greatest game ever played i highly doubt that is was probably that watchable back then, but between the Baltimore Colts and the <laughs> New York Giants, <laughs> or New York Football Giants, <laughs> um, and so basically, this solidified itself as a major sport because it was first televised game. Because it was one of those, it was the first televised game, and it was a really, really at the time, really great and intense and like fascinating game and good game. And so that kind of like solidified itself on the map as a major pro sport. Best we consider still competing with baseball in its like prime. Uh, so then we move on to basically the American Football League, which kind of startup up, everybody kind of knows this as the AFL. And it's not to be confused with some other American Football Leagues, which were kind of like minor leagues at the time. Basically, there's a lot of AFLs from like the 30s all the way up to like the 60s. They just They just decided to put AFL on something. Um, but anyways, um, this was established by a lot of the owners who basically they wanted to buy NFL teams, and they wanted to expand, and they were rejected by the league. And so... At the time, everybody getting into the sport kept growing. Everybody wanted a team. Everybody wanted a team, and they wanted to expand across the U.S. So at the time, it was only in the northeast, and basically kind of, I guess, in the little Midwest, but mainly in the north, northwest. Or excuse me, northeast to, like, north-midwest, basically almost like, uh, I guess, Chicago would be the lowest part of it, and then kind of up to Detroit, and then on, I think maybe Minneapolis might have been farthest uh, west they went, and then all the way back over to the other side. And so a lot of them were minority owners of like other teams. Like I think one of them, at least one of them, I know Ralph Wilson, who's the longtime owner of the Bills, he was from a, minor, a minority owner of the Detroit Lions at the time. So they wouldn't let him have, them have uh, teams, and so they decided we're just gonna go ahead and make our own league. And so that's what they did. And so this league basically started in started 1960, under the AFL. And it was actually known to become a more offensive style game. Because if you ever watched any of the old games or seen like ESPN Classic, if they still have ESPN Classic. Or and, watched Leatherhead. Or the NFL films, uh, a lot of the old games were more basically ground and pound, you know, three yards, cloud of dust. Wasn't a lot of really excitement. Whereas this league kind of they decided to become more popular. They became more popular because they started like opening up the game with more passing style attack. They also were good because they kind of the NFL was they just didn't like change at all so like I said they didn't want to expand they also weren't invested in TV
1: the NFL doesn't like change what even back <laughs> then that yeah. was a thing
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so they weren't really progressive at all so basically this AFL they basically went and got a contract from ABC and basically this helped propel them to actually start being rivals with the NFL so by 1965 they got another contract with NBC And so literally their popularity grew to basically they're almost more popular than the NFL at this time. And the NFL didn't like this, and so in 1966 they made a merger between the two leagues. And it was weird because they were a separate but the same league type thing. So they operated as like two different leagues. They played their own schedules, they played their own thing, they had their own like quote-unquote champion. And then the champion from both leagues then met and that became basically the NFL championship, which eventually became the Super Bowl. And so everybody kind of knows these as the first one. We had 1966 because at the time, NFL was still talent-wise basically referred to as the better league talent-wise. And the AFL was inferior. And then the Packers, the first two Super Bowls, essentially uh, won the first two and kind of they lived up to their name. And it wasn't until Joe Namath and the Jets beat the, what was at the time the best NFL team during this era, the Baltimore Colts, where the AFL finally... Solidified itself of like we have talent, we're a good league and everything. And then after a few years of doing all this, basically in 1970, the AFL was absorbed into the NFL and became pretty much what it's known today, the NFL, the National Football League. I think they even like rebranded themselves as like the National Football League.
1: Yeah, for those of for those of you who've like listened to our NBA episode or even our professional wrestling episode, mergers are a huge thing in sports. Like, almost every major sport you can think of has some kind of merger, and the NFL is definitely no exception. So, all of, like, his stuff he said before that was just kind of leading up to this big merger to get to where we are today.
2: Which is also funny because we talked about the NBA merger and how it was, like, ended up striking probably the greatest financial deal. Don't worry, this one, this merger happened because of a backdoor Congress made promise deal as well, which we'll get to in a little bit. As you'll learn, there's a lot of weird things that happened back in the day when everybody said it was a great time. Basically, there's a lot of, like, corrupt things that happened. Uh, so the NFL, basically 1970s, it finally solidified itself with this giant merger as America's most popular sport. Even though by the Harris official poll, or poll, it basically in 1965 passed uh, Major League Baseball as the quote-unquote most popular sport in America, by the way. It's not even, probably even close to touching soccer as far as, like, world. And so the Super Bowl became officially born. They renamed the NFL Championship as a Super Bowl. You know, um, it came. You know, ended up becoming an official American holiday. It's been the highest watched TV program for probably majority of the years since it's been in existence.
1: Yeah, I actually looked up the numbers. Yeah, I actually looked up the numbers because I was curious. Like the. The most watched broadcasts in the U.S. history, Super Bowl owns 19 of the 20, like, top 20 slots. The only one, the only actual TV show, guess it. it. Bet I can guess it. What is it? MASH. MASH finale in (laughs) 1983 holds the ninth spot. But everything else is just Super Bowls dating back to 1986 is the oldest one. And then Gosh. Super Bowl yeah, – the 2015 Super Bowl holds the number one spot with last year's Super Bowl being number two. So, yeah. NFL – How
0: did you know it was MASH?
1: Because I looked it mash, up.
2: MASH, that MASH finale? Yeah. I, oh, how did I know that? Oh. Yeah. I just knew it because it's a random trivia question that's always asked because <laughs> MASH finale like was like one of the most watched TV like programs yeah. – finales ever. Like, how much between when MASH came out and what it represented for TV and its actual history for programming is insane in how many people watched that finale. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 105 million people in 1983 watched that finale. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. Like, MASH and what it represented, like, changed cable television. Yeah.
0: I didn't (laughs) even know that there were... Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, when Matt says it's, like, the most watched broadcast in America, he's completely right. Obviously, it doesn't compare to, like, um, football, in like the rest of the world, but Americans <laughs> love their football—the
0: proper football. Yeah,
1: well, yes. I mean, it's debatable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just just for some some numbers and perspective sake for that.
2: Yeah, and they also implemented a lot of rule changes because they kind of saw in the '70s like that was happening, like the AFL, why they were becoming popular because of this new like passing, they're like oh, we can throw the ball forward, and it's so much easier than having to run, and so. They started adopting more, like, illegal touching, some, like, uh, blocking below the waist and these illegal hits, like, because back in the day, basically, people just clubbed you in the head, and that's how they got past you, and they said, yeah, we probably should not have people just get clubbed in the head anymore, so they made that illegal, and they started adding more penalties, and kind of, they kind of opened up the game a lot more with some of these rule changes that happened.
0: When you say opened up, what do you mean opened up? Like, opened up to, like, possibility of play styles? Yeah, so basically,
2: well, we'll open up in play styles, but just more, because back 'Cause back then basically everybody lined up in a cluster between basically what they call the hashes, which represents probably about if a field I think is forty three yards across, I believe, with the hashes being about the twelve yards in on each side. In between that side, basically everybody lined up and they all went forward and they just kinda ran the ball and kind of block and fell ground the ground.
1: Yeah. Oh. When he's talking it about r- like head slaps and stuff, the guy a like, guy named Deacon Jones Like, he was a defensive lineman and literally would just smack the hell out of, like, the (laughs) offensive lineman in the helmet and just, like, swim, move over him. It was actually ridiculous. And if it, like, was a thing today, like, CTE would be, like, a thousand times worse because he would just literally just smack the hell out of the the guy right in front of him. So those are the kind of rules, changes that he's talking about.
2: And also with opening up, so basically you started having, like, instead of putting, like, all 12 men in this little tiny, like, area in the cluster, you started, like, branching out where you see these, like... Uh, basically open like more wide receivers out instead of just like one. Before then you basically each team had like maybe one receiver. I mean one main receiver possibly two. Mm -hmm. Now they have like three and four. I think the shotgun finally became started becoming more used where you're like oh I don't have to stand right underneath the center I can just basically hike it back and I'm already back here and it makes it easier to read the field and throw it. So Basically, that leads up to, obviously, what's going on, to where how they changed the game, and then it started leading into, you know, obviously through the 80s and 90s, and even to now, the games kept progressively growing, became more and more popular, and what for. So before we get into, it's funny because I want to talk about something that I've always thought was interesting with the NFL, kind of with the history growing, is they've always promoted, like, parody of the league, and, you know, like, anybody can win any year, As we were just talking about, our teams have been awful for a long time. (laughs) And so it got me thinking, like, it seems like there's always been a dynasty. It probably hasn't been as bad as, like, the NBA episode, which I don't think we touched on this as much. But the NFL seems to have at least a dynasty or some sort of, like, a dynasty, which references they probably won at least two. Definitely two, probably more like three titles in a a short span. Like, in each of the decades of its existence. (laughs) And even one as there was today with the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I I 10 out of 10 agree. Like, dynasties have always been a thing in the NFL. And, like, unless, like, players retire, stuff doesn't really change all that much unless you get some crazy dark horse, which doesn't happen nearly as often. Like, the Bucks Raiders super bowl was probably like one of the most unpredictable ones in like at least my recent memory every other year you have like oh like of course they went to the the you know to the super bowl and like you said with the patriots like you just expect the patriots to get there every year regardless of how any how good any other nf afl team is playing you just you just expect tom brady to be there at least i do like you just win super bowls for his life uh <laughs> it's just it's it's ridiculous
0: I I used to ask my dad for advice on fantasy because obviously I'm playing him. So, like, he'd tell me no half the time. Um, But I would ask my dad, and my dad would say, Always been on Tom Brady. And so I think I've actually had Tom Brady each year for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the the year that I won, uh, like, a couple years ago when I first played fantasy, I drafted Tom Brady and Gronk back to back. And just wrecked the entire league. This is, like, before Gronk was having, like, major injuries. But I just, just wrecked. And this was, like, the year that Tom Brady was off of four games. And I still destroyed that league because he just wrecked wrecked with Gronk. So, yeah, Tom Brady's always a good bet.
2: Yeah. So, like, kind of going over this some examples. Like, when it started with the kind of the beginning, the Packers won the first two Super Bowls. And they actually won the previous NFL championship before that. But despite all these dynasties, like I bring that up because despite all these like dynasties I nobody's actually won three consecutive Super Bowls, which is interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they've been to the three of them, but nobody's actually ever won three of them. So we got the Packers in the 60s, which are the only one that comes close because they technically won the year before, you yeah. know, wasn't classified as a Super Bowl. And then you have the Dolphins kind of the early 70s where they weren't really a dynasty, but they were really good for many years. They won two back-to-back uh, Super Bowls. They actually played in three consecutive one, with losing the first one. Also, the only thing I can ever say it's great about, we're still the only team to go undefeated all year long. Yes. And then, I mean, like all and like... Rick, yeah. <laughs> and then you had like the Steelers in the late 70s. But then you had the Steelers in the late 70s, basically with Terry Bradshaw. They end up winning like four, I believe it is. It's between the late 70s, early 80s. And then the 49ers won about three out of, in four years span. Also in the 80s to early to mid 80s even into late 80s then you actually had these weird things where like the Redskins and Giants were also really good I think the Giants won like two Super Bowls in three years like I think 89 and 91 my I dad
0: believe. talks about that non-stop
2: yeah the Redskins actually I think won I believe two in the 80s as well
0: but he talks about it in like a sad way
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> like we won't
0: ever get back to that yeah why does everybody get injured
2: yeah then he had the Cowboys of the nineties, which what we were talking about at the beginning, how basically every Cowboy fan of this day, even though it's twenty seventeen, still live off that nineteen nineties
0: In my its uncle's, early nineties. In my uncle's defense. It was the nineties when he was buying all these things.
2: I think ninety three was there, or ninety four was their last one.
0: Never mind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so then obviously the Patriots, as we said, basically in the two thousands when they won two thousand and one, I think three and four. Or to o one o three o four that's dynasty and they've obviously been there one in between there and then obviously in the twenty uh, tens they've won now back to back and I think they won one two years before that I believe yeah
1: like in the two thousands they've been to what one two I look seven I, yeah seven two
2: thousand on they've been to seven seven Super Bowls, Super Bowls. And I think they've been to like I think ten to well, thirteen like AFC title games. Like, it's ridiculous how many, like, title games they've been. Like, just... It's funny, because we're talking about even the dark, dark Horses that get in to the playoffs. Like, the same majority of the playoffs, almost 60% to 80% of the playoffs are made up with the same exact, like, four out of six teams every year, it seems like, mm-hmm. with basically two Dark Horse
1: candidates every year. Yeah.
0: So, out of the people who have won, are there people who just haven't been there at all? Yes.
1: Oh, Which God. was going to my next point. You trying, <laughs> you trying to upset me, Kate? Is that what's going on here? Is this upset Adrian? Well, technically... May? Is this what this is? <laughs> I need oh, I've been five minutes. oh, haven't been, been there, there. <laughs> haven't been there, and having one are different. So I'm okay. No, I All said right.
0: haven't been there. Okay, I said haven't been there. <laughs> so but I also do want a five minute clip of Adrian raging again because that was <laughs> awesome.
2: So why well, I bring this up? Because the main reason I bring this up because it talked about the NFL likes to promote parody and then. And they promoted a lot. Like, our league is awesome because any team can win every year. And it just seems like it's a lot different than what it's been like with, like, the other major sports. It seems to been a lot more promoted compared to, obviously, I think the last few years not so much because the Patriots have now won three out of the last four. But, yeah. But now we go to people that haven't won a Super Bowl. Th- out of the 32 teams that play, 13 have not even won a Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah, on what like what is it, who has who's never even been like the Lions, the Browns, uh, Lions,
2: Brown, Jaguar, Panther, Texans. Um, no, I'm talking about like who's never even like been, been there, they there. Haven't won. Haven't been yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's like, like people that haven't been there. Yeah, those are teams that haven't been there. Okay. Yeah,
1: Lions, Browns, Jags, and like the Texans. But the Texans is kind of hard because they're like a newer team. But yeah, yeah.
2: so the last three, the Jaguars, Panthers came in 1995 with the Texans in 2002. Yeah, so that's a little different. So, and, but then the funny thing is, so that makes up almost a third of the league that haven't won a title. <laughs> so then we make it interesting. Let's throw in the wild cards. We'll put seven teams have only won one. So if you combine that, that is 20 out of 32 teams have won one or less titles. <laughs> so that's 63% of the league have won zero to one titles out of 51 Super Bowls.
0: So the NBA isn't alone in the same The NBA is even
2: worse. I know
0: it's even worse. We talked yeah, about it yeah. in our NBA episode. You should go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, like, this whole thing of parody or mediocrity? Yeah, mediocrity. Medi-
0: mediocrity.
2: Yes, I messed up the first time.
1: <laughs> uh, I have to def- Hold, on, like, hold uh, on, hold on. I have to defend my Minnesota Vikings because 2009, we would have 10 out of 10 won that Super Bowl if not for Bounty Gate. And the goddamn Saints... And all of those people, legitimately, just trying to like destroy Brett Favre. We would have won the Super Bowl that year if not for Bounty Gate. Okay,
2: you put your you put your faith in
1: Brett Favre, who a, who was had a his packer, best se- Never done it. His best season ever with the Minnesota Vikings. He is a, and a Minnesota Viking legend. There's a reason why he played one season with us, and there's a Minnesota Vikings jersey in his Hall of Fame locker because he had the best season ever well, with us. But the Saints are terrible people. That's not saying much for your quarterbacks, more than it says about Brett Favre. Dante Culpepper, Tarleton, like, nah, we've had bad quarterbacks. You, you've had Dan Marino? Name, name someone else. Dan Marino, also better probably than all those other quarterbacks put together. Then Brett Favre?
2: You out of your mind. Nah, that's pretty close. <laughs> that's pretty close. Yeah. Brett Favre is probably one of the most overrated players, I believe, at least in my opinion,
1: ever. Oh, that's such a disgusting claim. Oh, that's such a disgusting claim, Matt. I can't believe you just said that. That is he's gross. thrown more
2: interceptions than ever. He led the that league is, in like interceptions like two gross. or three times.
1: He played an amazing season when he was with the Vikings. So that's all I care about. One out of twenty-two. Hey, you he's know. probably
2: if you look at his MVP numbers from ninety-five, I think it was ninety-seven when they beat the Patriots. They're awful too. They already had nobody else to choose. Barry Sanders probably should have given that get that award. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, um. Who's the most winningest team?
2: Uh, As far as what? Like overall record?
0: So overall record and then Super Bowls.
2: I couldn't tell you about overall record as far as who has the most Super Bowls. uh, I believe it's the Patriots have six right now, correct? Or they have five? Um, I'll look it up.
1: We'll figure it out.
2: So Uh, I know the Steelers have five. And the Steelers have five. The 49ers have, I believe, five as well. And then the Patriots have five or six, which are the most. The Cowboys have, I believe, four. And then as far, I think the Giants have three or four. So The Dolphins have two.
1: So in terms has- of regular season win-loss records, um, like in division, because that's really like all that really matters at the end of the day, for a lot of these teams, um, Dallas, it's Dallas, the Green Bay Packers, uh, Chicago. Dallas
2: and the Green Bay Packers are. St- are you going by overall, most wins overall, or are you going by percentage?
1: I was talking about, like, just uh, percentage, like their win percentage okay. over the other one. Uh, obviously, because, like, obviously, teams who've been around longer are just going to have more wins. Like, well, that's why. Yeah, like, is, the, yeah. the Bears have 744, the Packers have 730 over their division, but percentage wise they don't have a good percentage as the cowboys and then you have your Miami Dolphins at number 4 who Yeah, no. We yeah. were actually really good up
2: until about mid 2000s where we started like being very awesome or awful, but so, we actually were in the playoffs and actually a very like successful yeah, franchise. And Big th-
0: question. You all said that the Cowboys are trash, but the Cowboys are the most winningest team.
1: In their division, but their division is terrible. In like
2: their division. you've been, okay. but he's talking about division, which makes it totally okay. different. Yeah, because there's teams that like so it would be like theoretically, you get I believe East it's twelve coast. division de- games, if I'm correct, and then essentially the rest of your games are made up by other people. Okay, so there okay. are teams that actually go like the, I think believe the Raiders one year actually went like six and one or something like, or six and two in their division or some yeah. crazy number, and then lost every single yeah. other game.
1: Yeah, okay. that's why, that's why I looked up the division numbers because really that's all that really matters to kind of get you into the playoffs unless you're like okay. if you win your division you're into the playoffs regardless of how bad your well, record is.
2: Yeah, which I didn't want to touch on, which is another thing yeah. that I don't totally agree on. But yes. and then
1: and just for continuity's sake, for playoffs for as far as win per- as far as win percentages, um, I the Patriots if the Ravens actually have a better win percentage. Oh uh, well, yeah, well that, yeah, because but they also have like half as many games as the Patriots do, yeah. so the Patriots yeah. are number two. With 51 um, 51 games, 32 wins, 19 losses, which is pretty insane. And of course, the stupid Packers are number three. But <laughs> they've been around forever; It doesn't count. I hate Aaron. <laughs> I would Riders. also
0: like to point out. I would also like to point out that while Matt was listing the numbers for the Super Bowl uh, titles, that was all from his head because he doesn't really have them written down on our show notes because he's like a filing cabinet of sports trivia, and I don't understand it.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but to end this whole thing, basically since 2000, we kind of listed kind of the teams. Out of the possible 34 appearances out of teams that basically appeared, basically 21 of them are made up by, like, basically five teams. With all the ones that have multiple. Mo- five people have, like, multiple ones. And if you're going to go by, like, actually the funny thing is if you take, I think it was for a time frame of the Mannings. Tom Brady, I think Roethlisberger. I think they had like a ten-year, decade stretch where one of those four were going to be in the Super Bowl guaranteed, if not both of them. Yeah, depending on the other Manning. Yeah, but at least Peyton, Roethlisberger, and man and Brady. It was like almost an overtired decade. That's the only teams in the AFC that played. It's
1: accurate. It's crazy. It's actually really crazy to be honest. Yeah, but then and you. So I just find that. Then he, oh, sorry. Well, then you get like teams like the Falcons who could have like dethroned the dynasty and then just yeah. threw it all the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have a bunch of random teams that he was talking about. You have, like, the Eagles with McNabb that one random year when yeah. they lost. Then you have, obviously, the Patriots again. But uh, you have, like, the Falcons of this past year. I mean, Seattle's been good. But, I mean, even then, before Seattle, even with, I think they had the, one was in 2007, I think, was a, before then. Like, never. Um, you had another, the, even the Ravens Super Bowls it's been, like, one every ten every decade. And besides that, they, like, Maybe make the playoffs maybe half the time out of that yeah you have the 49ers appearance of when they played the ravens and before then they weren't even like in the playoffs except for like the early 2000s so yeah it's it's there's a lot of weird in the cardinals never even like won a playoff game for like 51 years and then they had a run so so now we kind of talked about the basically the sport you know kind of thing uh, and then the kind of the dynasties i like to bring that up just because like i said, the NFL always like to promote parody. I know I've probably been redundant on that, but it's something I always hear every time Thing am saying... the day. D- Dicks in my parody. head. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so getting into some of these but-why-those, let's kind of more expand on the acu- actual economics and the growth of the NFL. And so I kind of want to throw out some of these numbers and how it's kind of grown and kind of what it is today. So I told you it kind of passed uh, America's pastime or the Major League Baseball in about 1965 as America's most popular sport, and since then it's like taken off. And so, according to, like, Forbes, and, like, as of last year, 2016, the average NFL team is worth $2.3 billion. Yes, billion dollars. And I think they make up, like, I think, besides if you exclude some of the, like, actual football from the other across the pond, they, like, make up almost all of the top teams, I believe, except for, like, maybe a few random, I think, NBA teams, are based, except maybe the Yankees and Red Sox.
1: Yeah, but isn't yeah the NFL is, like, the highest grossing like revenue sports organization like in the world right
2: uh well are we talking about with are like the premier league other
1: football no i think not even even like over the premier league
2: <sighs> i don't know i don't know how. i'll to look it up I'll I'll, I'll
1: I'll just keep going and i'll look it up just because yeah. i'm pretty so sure that's the case but we'll, we'll, I'll look yeah it i'm it not sure right
2: about here. the premier league and some of the soccer leagues because they obviously make up like almost like 18 out of the 20 highest paying like pro athletes in the world yeah. it's insane what like actual um soccer players make but the nfl as you said said revenue they made 13.3 billion dollars just in revenue alone in 2016 (laughs) and then to how you get to this point like and how people want to be there back in 2011 just to get monday night football espn paid 15.2 billion dollars just to keep monday night football from 2011 to 2021 that's it that's they paid 1.9 billion dollars in 2016 yes
0: yeah, and like,
1: oh, oh yeah. So, um, the Cowboys are the highest grossing, most like valuable team. They yes last year four point two billion dollars. Yep. with the Yankees being second, and then um, a soccer team. I I already closed out of it, so I don't know what it was. But in terms Barcelona, of like, I believe or Real Madrid. Yeah, Cowboys. probably yeah. In terms of like the way at least this article does it, it's like by revenue per team, I guess, or like just overall revenue. The NFL grossed in 2016 12 uh like per team yeah they average more per team than like the premier league averages like per team so i think that's what might put them above like the premier league in terms of like the nfl but like you said their players are make way more money than like nfl players do on like average but the clubs themselves generate more money per per team than like the premier league does Oh yeah, here you go, here you go, Matt. Just, 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 just huh. to like, um, give you like official numbers from last year. You said that NFL grossed thirteen billion dollars last year. Um, the yeah. second next organization is MLB with nine point five billion. Nine. Yeah, I know and they then, had nine point five. Yeah. And, and the premier, premier the Premier League was only five point three billion. So wow. the NFL oh, yeah. definitely runs it in terms of yeah. of numbers, at least for last year. Um, right. Okay. Official numbers
2: those baseball numbers a lot of times cuz they talk about like how can baseball still has it? You also need to remember the NFL only plays basically they make all this money off of 16 games and basically playoffs. That's the, the crazy plays thing, right? 162 games.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like those dudes play 16 19 games a year and make that much money? I guess 20 yeah. what 22, 23 if you count preseason and they make Yeah. 13 billion dollars. That's insane.
0: The Super Bowl commercials
1: Yeah. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, no, that's why, because I think they obviously, because people wonder, like, why is, because baseball seems to be a dying sport because their attendance has been down, even though some, depending on the numbers, it goes up and whatnot. But they still make a lot of revenue, and they're like, oh, you know, we make a lot of money. Well, your game per attendance, you know, you only need, you know, 162 times, you know, even a small amount of number compared to an NFL game, and you're still going to make a crap load of money. And then if you actually have decent teams and decent promoting, even though I think baseball overall... I think with the since they've had a few different teams come up, like Kansas City, was been in New York, the actual Mets, and some other teams been in the Cubs actually won a title over hundred years. They've been relevant, so they've had a revenue uh, uptake. But uh, Sunday NFL ticket, I just want to throw this one out there since Adrian's talking about this. Directv <laughs> in 2014 pays 1.5 billion dollars just to offer Sunday ticket exclusively for the next 10 years. <laughs> Or eight years, till 2022. So just to be able to offer this service, Adrian, that you can now pay $281.94 a year.
1: Can I be perfectly honest with you? Yes. Last year I had an NFL ticket and it was the best experience of my life. I only had it because DirecTV gave it to me for free. And I only have it again this year because my baby sister works for them and she's living with us, so we got it for free. I don't think I would ever (laughs) pay $280 for Sunday Ticket, I would just get like NFL Red Zone and be completely happy with it.
2: Well, it's actually up for this year. That was just released. It's actually a nine point three percent increase from last year. Yeah, I don't for the doubt raising it. prices. I don't doubt because it because basically Directv sold it to AT and T, and so yeah.
1: it, it's. I mean, it's like it's hard to like argue like not for that because as a Vikings fan in El Paso, Texas. All the games every Sunday are either Houston or the Cardinals or Dallas. And, like, that's fine because it's the area. But I see before I had NFL ticket, I watched maybe, like, one or two Vikings games on national TV a year. So NFL At tic- least
2: you get the Cardinals. I didn't even get that.
1: Well, it's because I'm six hours away from, from Arizona. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least you're,
2: far, you're close enough from Arizona to get the Cardinals. Yeah,
1: what other games did you get? Like the Saints, maybe? Yes, we
2: usually get somewhat the yeah. Saints, but most of the time they didn't throw us random. I feel like we always watch the Jaguars. I think yes, in default we do actually, they, and the they just throw the, the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, so I, the, having NFL tickets is definitely, for hardcore fans, they're going to buy it. Like they don't, they don't care. I don't know if I would because I don't have $281 to just give direct tv but you know
2: yeah no it's just insane and i basically threw these up because like we we're talking about the economic growth and how they become like a, this massive powerhouse i guess or juggernaut like these are just like companies that are paying this much money in the billions per year just to like show like espn one game a week or just to like have and you know just to off be able to have the ability to offer you that package nothing else and that doesn't include all their other revenue contracts with ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, playoff games, and then, like, merchandising and everything else, all the money they make off of. Which, for the longest time until 2015, they were actually considered a nonprofit, and so they got by with a lot of tax-exempt type ideas. Oh, that hurts which we'll my up. soul. <laughs>
0: As somebody who's worked for a nonprofit, that really, really hurts me.
2: So I want to mention it because this is another big thing since we're talking about the growth and what NFL is kind of, before we get into all the hypocritical things of NFL at this point, one of the major things is uh, fantasy football has also been growing each year. I mean, in 2015, it was like an $18.6 billion market alone with basically an estimated over 40 million people playing in the U.S. or Canada, and it's only getting larger I think I saw one thing. It was, like, an average person spends almost, like, $400 a year. Or I think, like, including, like, what they spend on leagues versus, like, time for hourly paid wages of, like... No, Everything.
0: I was, was going to say, too. So, like, when it comes to fantasy, um, NFL... Um, I was going to bring it up later, but it actually fits in better here. NFL actually has a kids pick like, fantasy draft type thing that they run through their kids' program.
2: Oh, I believe their it. kids'
0: website. Um, so, I'm pretty sure you can't bet on that one. <laughs> but...
2: Well, it's funny because the NFL is kind of pretty much against gambling and against like a lot of the stuff, but they actually are for basically fantasy and they kind of like semi promote fantasy. Like the reason, one of the pop reasons Red Zone actually exists was so that people watch games for basically fantasy. And there's so many people I know that just don't care to watch NFL games, but they literally play fantasy for just to have fun playing fantasy. And so the league kind of like piggybacked on this. And kind of done a lot of ways of like showing more highlights Showing fantasy numbers and showing all this stuff Even broadcasting type things But just don't gamble <laughs> So yeah And this is
0: where we go into our descent Of <laughs> some of the bad things the NFL does
2: Yeah Obviously you could sit here and talk about fantasy and the growing depth of it For the longest time but I just want to touch on The market of how large it's growing And how the NFL is yeah. basically piggybacking. And honestly that's the whole thing they've talked about With the injury reports coming out because in all honesty, what does it matter, other than basically fantasy knowledge?
1: I care about Teddy Bridgewater's knee injury other than fantasy. Just so we're <laughs> clear.
2: Well, yeah, like the sustaining long term, but whether somebody. No, I'm just giving
1: you a hard time. Be, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just giving you a hard well, time. Yeah, like,
2: well, Teddy Bridge, Bridgewater might be concerning, considering pretty much like his knee career is gone because of that.
1: No, his but knee's great. He might start this season. Don't don't you say that? He's not.
2: Yeah, he's done. It doesn't matter whether he comes back. He's never gonna be. They're already. Don't you know, put that on him, man. P- they're past him.
1: Adrian Peterson <laughs> tore his knee and then almost like broke like NFL record. Like it's fine. Like it will be okay. He's he's doing fine. <laughs> you know, sure. you're just mad because you have Jay Cutler. <laughs> you have Jay Cutler, and you're just trying to project it. So I understand, man. I'm not gonna get mad at you. Hey, Adrian.
0: You know that time where you're talking about your mom with unreal expectations of her teams?
1: People have come back for knee injuries. It's like, like ACL tears aren't that big a deal anymore. There's like they, amazing really true, surgeons yeah, okay. in the world who can repair knees and have those people come back and play as well, if not better.
2: Which is actually funny because we talk about that and we talk about all this money to where the basically a lot of these NFL players that go get these surgeries make probably like seven times more than the guy performing the surgery. I believe it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's what are we? It's it's just hilarious. Besides, maybe like Dr. James Andrews, who's probably like the most famous like surgeon. Why do we NFL, know that name? Because he's probably the most famous NFL.
1: Okay. Surgeon. He's the one who does all the goddamn knee <laughs> surgeries that like yeah. get people okay. yeah, back in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Besides him, probably they pretty much every other surgeon that does stuff. What are we? Does not make nearly close to like maybe even backup quarterbacks. It's or,
1: insane. Or Jay Cutler.
0: Damn.
2: Or what? I didn't hear that. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler got paid ten million dollars
1: come out of retirement to. Not being shapen.
0: Wait, what? That That's why the... Oh. It's
1: a, it's literally a running joke with Jay Cutler, because he was, like, at one point, the highest paid player in the NFL, and he was absolutely garbage, and now he's...
2: You should know the Cutler smoking memes. Those are also oh, great. Oh, yeah,
0: I do know those.
2: Yes. If you did not check those out, you should. Then you might cry a little bit if you're a Dolphins fan, but still. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, we kind of talk about the growth and whatnot, and part of this reason they were able to grow, maybe not necessarily a reason they were able to grow, but I would mentioned earlier about this backdoor uh, deal that went on for this merger. So, essentially, and kind of with the nonprofit test. So, up until about 2015, where the NFL did this on their own, which they kind of did it, which is probably shady why they did it in the first place, on their own, they basically removed their tent tax-exempt status. So back in 1966, Commissioner Pete Rozelle basically promised Congress they would not be relocating teams as part of the NFL to be exempt from some antitrust laws, which then also led into more discussion where basically he met with House Majority Whip Hale I don't know what the whip means
0: oh whip is a person who like he, they take care of the vote the voting pool got in, it. in the house that's what
2: i thought but i yeah. wasn't really sure and whip russell long of louisiana in which essentially they basically wrote these tax exempt and antitrust like exemption laws into the bill for this merger on the deal that basically louisiana will get the what would become the new orleans saints and they made this deal and so that's how we have won New Orleans Saints, and how the NFL, since basically forever has been, basically we're allowed to have a merger and be non a non-profit, per se, even though they grow $13.3 $13. billion.
0: The founder of my <laughs> non wasn't even getting paid, and I could only work 10 hours a week.
2: And so... It's been like they decided to do this, but the reason they did this because, one, it was only saving them, by now, I mean, it's still saving them over about $10 million a year in taxes. But they gotten so big that they were taking a lot of heat and criticism because when you're a nonprofit, you have to file forms, so basically you have to disclose all your information to the public. Mm-hmm. And people were wondering, for being a nonprofit, why does Roger Goodell, lovely Roger Goodell, make $44 million? Why did this other executive guy, that probably nobody's heard of and probably does not much, make thirty-two million dollars? Why are you charging me basically three hundred dollars to go to the game park and have one beer, yet, and you're a nonprofit and your executive makes forty-four million dollars? And then
1: ask your the, c- the citizens of that city to pay for your billion-dollar stadium? Yes. <laughs> yes, which led to the next sign.
2: Of <laughs> uh, obviously, even though they promised they would never relocate, that was obviously a lie. As well, because obviously promises, unless written in paper, don't matter. Um, so... Fun fact. Yes.
0: If you're living in Texas and listening to this, Texas is not an orally binding state. Everything must be written down and have both parties' acknowledgement for it to be binding. Trust
2: me, I know this. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) I can make my own podcast on why I know this. But... As always, as far as NFL relocating, basically they've had three such relocations in each of the decades from the 80s, 90s, and then actually within the past one and a half years, three more. So in the <laughs> in the early days, a lot of times they moved because they're like, you know, financial difficulty, you know, we need more stability and blah, blah, blah. And then as obviously as the years went on, and they grew bigger and bigger and bigger, that was a terrible excuse. And so what they've turned it into now is, we want a new stadium, our stadium falling apart. But billion dollars, not million dollar, billion dollar owners decided we want basically the city and all the taxpayers to pay for it. Which basically what Adrian
1: said. So it's-
0: I know Listeners, you can't see my face, but it's perpetually that, like, dude doing the blinky thing over and over again gif.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's messed it gets up. worse. Like, they're just going to go find a <laughs> city totally that's... It's totally horrible. Yeah, they're just going to go find a city that's willing to pay for a stadium, which is why, you like Matt said, you had three teams in present-day NFL relocate to different cities to go pay for stadiums, basically. Yeah.
2: Now they had to pay now the city the teams have grown they do pay these re- relocation fee- fees which I think back in the 90s I think when some of them relocated it was only like $30 million and now it's like I think the Chargers who just relocated and the Rams who were paying like $645 million but then again if your team's worth 2.3 billion dollars pretty much a year I mean
1: Yeah do you know the teams that relocated Kate now it's a well. I'm just like in the last, like the three teams that Matt's talking about. Do you know those three teams that relocated? Just so, just so we can like specify it for like the people who are listening who may not know as well. So you had the Chargers, the Rams, both relocate to L.A., and then you had the Oakland Raiders relocate to Las Vegas in like the last but, two years. I knew the but Raiders. They well, the Raiders will have... not be in
2: Vegas until 20. Yeah,
1: yeah, but they're they're definitely leaving. Like they're not going to be in Oakland, yes. um, in the near future.
0: Yeah, no, I had the only one I knew about like really was the Raiders one because I have a whole bunch of Raiders fans on my Facebook for some weird reason. Um and they were pissed.
1: It's okay. I have ton- Yeah, which other than like the Vikings and the Cowboys, I have tons of family who's like Chargers fans and they're literally throwing out all of their San Diego Chargers like not <laughs> not their Chargers gear, but like anything that says like San Diego Chargers, they're getting rid of it. So, it's it's a whole thing.
2: And what they do a lot of times is they want to pay and they'll be like, hey, we'll put up like, you know, maybe like 20% or something like that, which you think, oh, wow, or even sometimes even almost 50%, but it's kind of like, so in the case of like Dallas's stadium, that's $1.3 billion for Jerry's World, which means taxpayers in the city of Dallas basically funded, I don't know, $650 million.
0: So this is actually making me more frustrated for my charity part.
1: Yeah. I can't even yeah. say anything because US, USA Bank Stadium uh, is close to like a billion-dollar stadium for the Vikings. Yeah, ma- But, man, yeah, is it which nice. actually, It's super it nice. It's funny because
2: the Vikings actually for a while were almost about to be part of relocation talks because they were, wanted a new stadium and the owner threatened to leave. So what they do is say either give us like $500 million or we're going to take your team.
1: Yeah. like To be like devil's and advocate the- of the thing, I've been to the San Diego Chargers Stadium. It holds like 60,000 people, which this day in the NFL is just ridiculous for the amount of people who are going to pay. Like it was like a rundown beat up stadium. Oh, yeah. Like the Viking stadium was terrible. Like the Metrodome was awful. Like it collapsed in snow. Like it was a terrible was stadium. Funny. It needed, it needed to be rebuilt. Like so, for like a couple years, the Vikings played at the university of Minnesota stadium Minnesota. because oh, wow. their stadium was so destroyed by snow. They needed a new stadium. So I can understand why they need a new stadium but the way they go about it is obviously totally wrong.
0: Like, how about the millionaires and... No, yeah, exactly.
1: millionaires. They're billionaires. Okay, how yeah. about
0: the billionaires that are, like, on these teams start paying for things? Yeah. It's the people
2: who own the teams who don't want to pay money. It's cr- it, Like I said, It's I get why they do new, new stadiums okay, and renovations, but yeah. Yeah,
0: no, let, let's start moving into the charity stuff, because this makes me this makes it he- more heated than I already was to talk about this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the, the, yeah. I will say this. I don't know a lot about football. But I do know that Goodell is a trash human being.
1: Oh, he's a terrible human being so, like
0: I do know that
1: yeah he's yeah he's terrible he's a terrible human being. He might not be like so. Don Sterling level terrible, but he's still pretty terrible he's, he's,
2: he's well, pretty we'll, well we'll go with this. he's bad, but when we start talking about if you start actually talking about some of these owners, which we'll talk about, probably one of the most famous owners, he's probably not even clothed. Back. this is true. <laughs> Okay. So, so but one thing going. before is like I said, with this non-exempt where they chose to do it is basically because they were taking heat for all this money. So by doing this, essentially they took a ten million dollar pay to where now the NFL doesn't have to disclose anything to anybody.
0: That sounds. That sounds. That sounds about right. Yeah.
2: So when you're paying now two hundred eighty-one dollars for Direct TV Sunday Ticket,
1: or you're paying—I don't know how many of you have been to a game. Mm-hmm. I've never. Very been. expensive. No. Yeah. We. I paid. Yeah. A hunt Like. We went to a Vikings-Cowboys game in Jerry World, and we paid, like, $300 for literally, like, four places from the top of the stadium, so...
2: Yeah, I paid about 130 and that was to see Dolphins, and that was, like, at the very back of the stadium yeah. as well, and that was even a brand-new stadium. Yeah. And then, like, $40 for parking.
1: Yeah. We yeah. parked, like, yeah. a mile away That's to afford, like, $50 parking at Jerry <laughs> World, so... Uh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's if, insane. If you got anything from that but why, though, that Matt was talking about is that even though NFL, like NFL fans are paying for these things, we shouldn't be paying this much for tickets. But we only do because people love NFL so much that they're willing to pay stupid prices to see their favorite teams play a sport that they have literally no control over.
2: While betting on fantasy. Yeah. But not actually gambling.
1: Why I care so much, I could not tell you. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if the Vikings are that within is- a few hours of me, I will be going to see them. I don't care how much I have to pay. so
0: That is also one of the reasons in religious studies why baseball and football were the first two things that were studied as pop culture as, as religious like forms. Because of this devotion.
2: Yeah. I, well, if you want to talk about devotion, we should do a college football episode, which we could run again, which will be even worse than what yeah. you're
1: saying now. I 110% <laughs> yeah. agree that college devotion is yes. more <laughs> irrational than NFL devotion. It is. Because at least some of those oh, players are going to be is. there for more than two years. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. It definitely is. We, we digress. Right. Let's, let's go into the so charitable work and talk, talk about some at least some good stuff. Other than the teams yes. we hate. Yeah. And love. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that's it for part one. In part two, we talk about the social impact of the NFL and why it matters. So go ahead and tune into that right after this. As always, you can find me at OhMyMyThrandier on Instagram and Twitter. Adrian?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. And as the season kicks off, you can expect lots of Viking tweets.
0: Oh yeah! Watch the live tweets at But Why Though PC on Twitter. Come follow us. We we tweet some good live tweets sometimes and get a yeah. little recognition.
2: <laughs> Just spoil things. <laughs> I do yeah. do
0: spoilers. <laughs> and what about you, Matt?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at datm18dattm18. Um. So yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. <sighs>